You're listening to the Enneagram and Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Harden, and I'm so glad you showed up for our relationship chat today, as well as for you and your people. We're all about living intentionally here so you can experience joy and balance in your relationships once again or for the very first time. Be sure you hang with us on our social media platforms. And if you like research like I do, make sure you check out our website at enneagramandmarriage.com for our weekly newsletter, freebies, and so much more, as well as at Instagram and Facebook. We have so many goodies to share with you. Let's dive right in together. Hey guys, I'm so happy to have you joining us for the Enneagram and Marriage podcast today. We are so grateful to be able to switch topics. We are moving from health and fitness to seasons of change, and it's more than just PSL, right? Pumpkin spice lattes are here, but there's so many more things going on. We are recording this episode and sharing it on Labor Day 2022. I hope you are having a great day, great week. Today, Melissa Thompson is here to talk about all the shifting seasons with us. She has so much experience from walking through many of the seasons, and some of you are right in this stages with her of having elementary kids, middle school kids, high school kids, college kids maybe, or maybe you're just at the beginning and you're like, we're newlyweds. We don't even know if we want kids. Either way, you're in for a treat today as we talk with Melissa about life seasons and how once we get used to one thing, everything shifts. So how do we manage? How do we stay on track? Melissa is an amazing life coach who I admire in my local world here. She's on my team at Reflections Counseling and Coaching, but she's also just killing it out there with being able to share her gifts with others. And when I look at Melissa, I see balance. I see a woman who takes really good care of herself, but also really understands how to love others, serve others, and is really a great mom too. So I want you guys to know that this is a full package kind of life coaching day with Melissa. In addition to Melissa, I have my best friend, Stacy coming on to really walk through um, some of the bigger journey she's on. She just released her first Into the Wild. So her first total launch from the nest. And then we're also talking to Fathom's podcast guys who are, have littles and are in the throes of babies and kiddos that are little. And we just had for our Lord of the Rings episode, we had a newlywed years person on. So you know that we are covering it all here, but we're doing it with like a authenticity so that we can actually go deep together, learn something together. And today I just want you to sit with the recognition that you can take good care of yourself. We always try to get that reuptake toward our beginning of our month as we put on how do we manage loving other people really well, knowing when to let go and when to sacrifice our own stuff to just serve. And then when do we, how do we balance? So that's like I said, why I want Melissa on because she really does it well and she's very humble. She's doing her two work. So you're going to hear a lot of humility, but trust me when I say I I see her in the community living so well. So it's it's fun to be able to say that from my bird's eye view of watching her walk the walk and getting to share that with you today. I also want to let you guys know that we have a lot of psychological studies. In fact, I was fascinated to see this month's edition of Psychology Today talk about people growing and changing across personality seasons and whether marriage does change a person. And the answer to that was, yes, we do have our essence. We do have our traits that are inherited, a lot of them biologically, but that, as you know, we do also add to that and we can make personality shifts. And the ones who do make the healthiest shifts 
gifts are the ones intentionally making little steps along the way. So I was very heartened to see that, but I was also very sad to see that a lot of the time people, when they get married, weren't always shifting in the best of ways. Some of the shifts were good, but some weren't. So it's important that you guys know doing your work matters because if you just let life change you and you fall to the wayside, Yes, you hear me talk sometimes on this podcast about how after age 40, your compassion grows, but that statistic wasn't true for everybody. It was true for just a little more than half of people, but some people stayed the same or even allowed themselves to get less healthy over time. So you want to make sure that you're actively, intentionally pouring good things in and really walking through. If you're doing the Enneagram and Marriage Planner with us this month, you know, we talk about like, what were you doing at the beginning of your marriage to keep things fresh, to keep things moving? to keep your self-care going. And that's your shine phase when everything's like really new and just joyful in a relationship. But you don't want to lose that. You don't want to say, you know what? Like we used to influence each other for good. Now we're just going to put that away. You want to be, hey, wait a minute. Are we having date nights? Are we having our times together where we're really refreshing one another? Do I remember the love language? Am I getting the self-care? And you know, I also like for you to look at your instincts. How are you doing with your social instinct? How are you doing with your self-pres instinct, which we're kind of talking about today? And then how are you doing with the one-to-one instinct? Are you guys really officially making life interesting? Or are you just plodding along? And you can't get by on the early honeymoon vibes. After a while, you have to keep spicing it up. So be thinking about all this. And you know what? You can't do it all. So be thinking about one thing you're going to do as a result of this and what you're going to hear from Melissa today. And maybe that one thing is going to be coming to our Glow Gala. Melissa and I are both so excited for that. Wes and I are very excited. We're talking about it all the time. And we are having such a fun dinner dance event for Enneagram and Marriage in our local community as we celebrate just love and being connected and being a collective, really. And also 10 years here in our local branch serving our community. So I'm grateful. I'm thankful and I am stopping to look back and to celebrate today at church. Our whole message was about that as they just said, look, we went and built this and that and did this and that this past summer. Let's stop and look for a minute to see what we have accomplished and what God has done in us. And it was it was a really great reminder for me to stop and sit with that and see wow, we set out 10 years ago to be a reflection of Christ to those we serve, whether they were the same faith or not. And it's here. So we have to stop and see that. And also just stop and see your relationship and how if you have some time that you want to set aside to make it flourish and grow, that you would take that. So we live in a gorgeous area. In fact, we do staycations here sometimes because it's so pretty. So if you want to come to Beach Town and really have fun with us, that's not really the name of our area. Our area is called Sarasota, Bradenton, St. Pete, Anna Maria Island, all of those names, then check it out. I have it in the show notes for you. It's October 7th, 2022. Otherwise, check out EnneagramAndMarriage.com whenever you're listening so that you can find out our events and our specials and all kinds of things we have for you. We just want you to be replenished. I want there to be absolutely no reason why you and your relationship can't flourish, why you can't have gratitude, why you can't have fun as you work hard, because I know you're doing that too. So let me be your hype girl as we find those healthy rhythms together. And now Melissa is going to ground us in our hearts. You know, I love to do that head work with you. We are moving into that body work with Glow Gala, but let's get grounded in our hearts also so we can really focus in on what matters as each season shifts. Let's talk to Melissa about that. 
Melissa, thank you so much for joining us in the Enneagram and Marriage Pod. Thank you for having me. I am so excited to be here. Well, I had so much fun with you the other night when we were at Woodland Church doing the Parenting and Mental Health Conference, and you had us on a really funny app singing an Old Spice Girl song. So I have to laugh with our audience about that. Tell us what app that was in case anyone else wants to do it and how you did it, because it's literally just a minute, but it's so funny. Yeah, it only took a second. It's called Revive, R-E-V-I-V-E. And it's just an app where you can take still shots, still pictures, selfies, whatever it is. You download it to this app and then you can pick any song you want and it generates the mouth and the eyes and everything moving. And once that's done, you have a picture of you singing a funny song. And it's just, I've done it with my kids. I, I did it with you guys. It was so, it, it is fun. It's fun. It is. And I feel like for those of us who have really heavy jobs and here we are at a parenting mental health thing on a Sunday night, like <laughs> it brought joy and laughter because of course people are coming to us saying, here's this huge loss and we're yeah. right here in it with them. But on our little break, we could have a little fun. So yes, anyone out there who needs a glimmer of a rainbow, Melissa, as a reminder, it's a two, seven, nine tri-type, but who's grounded in the busyness of life. Because I think a lot of our listeners are right here with you and I in these busy years, right? They are so busy and we just have to constantly remind ourselves to just step back for a second, look at it, reflect, honestly, be thankful. And that's one thing that I've learned in my seasons. You know, I've got four children, 25, 18, 15, and 12. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in those seasons, you really just have to step back. And even in the hard times, be thankful. And I think you start to appreciate that more as they get older and you realize how fast time goes with them. Mm -hmm. I do too. It's now like worrying. Whereas of course you remember the baby years. Sometimes it feels like it's taking a while, but it's it's nice that you're saying we can still be mindful when things start to speed up. So if you're in that phase of life, whether you're contemplating having children, like how am I going to fit it in? If you already have them and it's going by fast, I, I really wanted Melissa to be here because I, I think that she's got the corner on this and I don't mean to no. puff you up, but you really do it well, Melissa. Me it's okay. You can puff me up. <laughs> okay with that. <laughs> yeah, me too. You're Thank awesome. You. <laughs> Just kidding. Thank you. You are too. You are no, too. Thank you. She does her work though. And she's so humble. And yet you are fit. You are strong. You are out there with four kids all loved so well. So I, you remind me of this Bible verse that I'm going to read. And I hope that others can really receive from it too, because it reminds me that we can have hope in all seasons. It says, and they shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth their fruit in their season. Their leaf shall also not wither and whatever they do, they shall prosper. Psalm 1-3. So I'm sure you've heard that before, but that just reminds me of you. Well, I love that. And, and just that is our children, right? Those leaves, those branches are, are our children as well. And you know, it's funny because I did my own devotion this morning. I, of course, I did my own devotion, but, and it was on um, planting seeds, right? And the seeds wow. that fall to the ground and the soil and how we can um, help produce those healthy seeds and um, that they're produced, they're multiplied 30, 60, some 100 times. And hmm. that's us and our parenting with our children, as well as, you know, with the Lord, we want whatever seeds the Lord plants in our heart mm -hmm. to be nurtured in healthy soil so that they can 
grow and, and produce. Mm-hmm. So it's funny that that's your verse. Cause this was, I did two devotions this morning mm-hmm. and they were, they were both on, on that, the, the nurturing and the growing and the, <laughs> so God's telling me something today. Yes, indeed. Because what I really also, and I love how you reminded us that fruit is the people we nurture out there. And also, um, I, I caught that where it said, you know, their leaf shall not wither because I think that that's a really great promise. It does not mean that people don't die. There are seasons of life, but it means you can have vibrance. And I think that's something that I've watched with you. And that's why I asked you on, especially because, you know, you didn't say like, Hey, I'm a type two who really just like, all I do is live for my kids. Like I see what a high, high, high priority that is. But I also see that you have decided not to wither yourself. And that's really something I want to encourage our listeners on. Cause I, I think, I don't know, were there seasons in your life maybe where you didn't make that choice? I know I've had some where I've, you know, we fluctuate. Of course, I've had all kinds of seasons, yeah. especially with, with myself and my self-care and taking care of myself. Yeah. Um, I've had seasons of obsession, um, working out and, you know, I remember when my kids were little and it was an obsession for me, it had to be every day and I had to get that workout in. And, um, and then there were days when, you know, they would be sick or something would be thrown off or something would happen. And I would be frustrated and like, I need to get this in. Um, but then I would have to just reel it in really fast and say, Melissa, what, what is your priority here? Right. Your priority is your children. That's your ministry. And the workout, you can do it tomorrow, or you can do it later today, or you can do any of those things. And it's just, it's just trying to remind yourself of what, what is the importance here and taking care of ourselves. Self-care is so vital because I talk to so many people, you know, my clients and they're like, my tank is empty. I'm exhausted. I have nothing to give. And I have to ask them why, Mm. why don't you, what are you not doing for yourself to be able to fill that tank up? Mm. And to help give you that rest spiritually and physically and emotionally. And it is important for us to do. And when you're a young mom, it is hard to do. Your kids need you all the time and can be for many different reasons. And there are days where you just, at the end of the day, you are just overstimulated and emotionally flooded and taxed and exhausted and grumpy and that's just part of the season of being a parent too. And it's even being aware that, you know what, this is a season and it's going to pass. It's not always going to be like this. I will have days of rest. I will have days where I can be structured and continuously have my self-care. Mm. Oh, I, I think love it's that. important for parents to, to know that. And as a young parent, it's, you don't always see that you're so stuck in that moment of exhaustion, frustration, um, that you don't really see that that season is going to change. Mm, yeah. So you're letting them know there's hope it will change. And on the days they can't get self-care as well, don't give up on it as a whole. Correct. It's going to, you'll have your day. You're going to have your time. Mm, yeah. That's a really good reminder. And I bet some of your clients 
and even us listening here, we really want to know like, what are some of the ways that you do try to bring a general balance when it's not one of those off days where there's a kid who's fevering? And I'm so glad you started there because I think that's the thing that stops most of us. Mm -hmm. But tell us, what do you do to keep balanced when things are going normal, but they're just normal, busy with big family stuff? I start my day out with the Lord. That really helps asking him to guide and direct my steps. Mm -hmm. I feel like on the days that I'm really consistent with that, I have my most productive days and I have my most balanced days. And that includes my self-care. My self-care can be reading a book, studying something, working out is very important to me. I need that. Knowing that, you know what, I need to take care of a few things that needs to be my priority. Once that's done, then I will be able to to incorporate the fitness again. Um, As far as for my kids, they know me. They know what I need. If I come home at the end of a day of working with a whole bunch of clients and I'm, and I am myself emotionally exhausted, Mm -hmm. I will tell them I need a little bit of time. Mm -hmm. Let me just go take a little bit of time to just decompress, to be able to breathe and gather myself so that I can be good for you when Mm -hmm. I come back out of the room. They know that my working out, they know that that's important to me. They've always watched me. Nutrition is huge. Um, They see me constantly prepping and creating new things and smoothies and, and different things just to fuel my body properly. And they are now jumping on that bandwagon with me (laughs) and get older. And I love that. So it's just, it's asking them sometimes even to join you in those, in those moments of self-care, I think helps so that they can watch it. They can be a part of it and they can see how important that is. Oh, that's really neat. I love that, that they are starting to pick up the pieces of self-care too, because as we often say to parents who don't get it and ourselves too, like if you don't get this, what are the people you're nurturing going to do eventually? You know, And that goes for our clients mm-hmm. as helpers and our kids and any of you who are teachers or helpers in some way or parents it's like these kids or these people want to see if you're a person of virtue. They want to know, are you who you say you are? Are you doing some of what you tell me to do? Because there's obviously grace, like you said, like you're like, this week isn't my best week. What? I, but I actually love that you're sharing that for our audience because they might just see you as she's so fit. She has four kids. How is this even possible? And you're like, it's grace, right? Sure. It is grace. And it's being, and I'll be the first to admit, I am super hard on myself. And Mm -hmm. when I don't work out, of course I have those fears of, oh my gosh, it's all just going to fall apart and Mm -hmm. I'm going to look horrible and Mm -hmm. I can't stand this and I can't stand that. Um, I have those moments and and I have to remind myself, Melissa, like, it's not all about you and, (laughs) and, and it looking, you know, everything looking perfect all the time. Mm -hmm. And as I've gotten older, of course, I've been able to apply that more and have a lot more grace and patience with myself in those areas. And again, it's just seeing that everything is a season, everything is a season and nothing lasts forever. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And knowing that if it's really, really hard, this too shall pass. But also, like you said, to hang on and sometimes be able to say, put the stuff that I would want to do away um, in order to love and serve you. Like, you're my kids, you're my next generation. Like, I Mm -hmm. don't, maybe I don't take on, and I know you and I have made so many choices like this where you don't take on a big work project because 
you are present and you could have done this or that, but you chose presence. Have you noticed the fruits of that too? Absolutely. My children know that I'm there for them. They know that if they need me, no matter what is going on, I'm going to be there for them. They don't question that. Um, and that has been something that has created a strong trust between my kids and I. I'm thankful for that. They see me work. I love that they see me working. Um, I was a stay-at-home mom for many, many years. And of course, I worked very hard as a stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. But it's a different type of thing as they see me going to the office or they see me going into my office here to do my Zoom calls or work on emails or contacting clients or doing whatever it is that I need to do. Mm-hmm. They are so respectful of that time for me. Mm-hmm. Um, if I have a Zoom call in their home, they know that the mom's working. We have to be super quiet. They're so respectful of those moments. Mm-hmm. And I'm so thankful for that, but I'm also open with them and very honest. And, you know, I'll just say, Hey, I have to take care of this today. I'm sorry. I'm not going to be here for you, but when I get back, then we'll have our time together so that they know that there's a balance too, that mm-hmm. I'm not just off doing my thing and forgetting about them. I try to always make sure that they know you are on the forefront of my mind. And once I'm done doing this, then it's about you. And I try to make sure that they always know that. Oh, that's beautiful too. growth work too, because as you said earlier, it's not always about um, our pleasures. It's about loving those that God puts on our path and saying with the refreshment that I have and with the presence that I have and the agency that I have, I'm going to show you how to do this. And I'm just going to spend time loving you and hanging out with you. But I also love that you (laughs) said, I don't not struggle with these thoughts that you could be doing more. You could be working more. You could be um, working out harder. Like that's a human thought, but you don't have to listen to every thought, right? Nope. Our thoughts do not need to guide and control us. And, you know, that's one of the things that I I teach my children. It's one of the things that I teach my clients is that our thoughts and our emotions don't govern us. And they're not always truth, right? Just because we're feeling it or thinking it doesn't mean that's necessarily what is happening or has to happen. Mm -hmm. I love Doc Amen because he's been doing such good therapeutic work for decades now. And he says, don't believe every stupid thought I have. (laughs) And I'm like, oh my gosh, I love that because it just kind of echoes what you said. Like when we're not at our best, we can have all these thoughts that incriminate us. Like there's no winning. Like you're either the worst mom or partner or person, or you're the worst worker, (laughs) you know, and it's this, you know, dialectic that we somehow bring in when really there's a lot of grace as that third piece. So that's what I'm hearing in your life and seeing. And that's why I really wanted you on today. Cause I think a lot of people are going, how do I get that balance? Um, so when your self-care is up against the kids, um, you said you try to lean in to them, but you also come back for yourself. Um, but now how do you keep your personal gifts and identity while also raising your kids and you're, you know, nurturing your clients? That's a good question. You know, as a parent, I was a stay at home mom for many, many, many years. My identity was my children and it mm-hmm. still partly is my children. Mm-hmm. And I'm, and I'm learning how to separate from that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, you know, I just took my son to, I'm going to try not to get emotional, but I may. Oh no, it's okay. I, I just took, um, my son to college a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I told him 
um, the day that we left him there. I was in tears. I was fighting back tears all day long. We were there for four days. And on that, on Tuesday, we had mm. to leave. And I just knew all day. And it's this is a moment that I have honestly dreaded my whole life. Like mm. since the day he was born, I mm. remember looking at him thinking, who will you be when you're 18? And what will it be like when you go to college? Mm. And wow. so I, I told him that that day. And I, and I sobbed and I said, Evan, I don't know how to do this. I, I don't know how to do life without you. You have been such a gift to me my whole life. Mm -hmm. And when I had him and he was young, I was going through some of the hardest, darkest days of my life. Mm -hmm. And he was such innocent, pure joy and love. And he was an escape for me in those dark days. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I told him, I said, you I don't know how to do this without you. I really don't. And I, that's not your job to regulate that for me or, mm-hmm. or to help me through that. That's mm-hmm. something I'm going to have to do um, and, and learn how to regulate those feelings on my own. And I have, I now have to learn my identity because my identity has been so much in parenting you and of course your siblings. Mm-hmm. And so that really hit me hard. Even just two weeks ago, that really hit me hard. And I thought, wow, yeah, my identity has been my children. And there's nothing wrong with that. There really is nothing wrong with that. But our, we, our, our kids are our everything. And it's learning how to say, okay, well, who am I outside of being their mom? And that's something that I've really, really, even just in the last two weeks, have really been thinking about a lot. And what it's done is it's given me a new perspective and said, you know what, Melissa, it's time for you to start refocusing and rethinking because our kids aren't always going to be here. Mm. And there is going to come a season where they are grown and they don't need us. He doesn't call me every day. He doesn't text me every day. And I kind of wish he'd be a little bit more codependent. (laughs) Hey mom, I miss you. And he's not. And I even had to pray about that this morning. And it's so funny because even in my prayer this morning, I just, I said, Lord, like he is your son. And I, I did the best that I could and it wasn't perfect. And I could have planted more seeds and I could have been stronger in my, in my ministry with him. And I feel like there's so many things that I could have done more for him, but Mm -hmm. I also know that he's in God's hands and Mm -hmm. God has him. And I did what I had. I used the tools that I had the best that I could. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I just, Lord, I pray that he's going to come back because children, as they get older, they want their independence. They want their identity. They Mm kind of go away from what you've taught them because they're searching now Mm -hmm. and their relationship with the Lord is kind of based on what the parents give them when they're younger. Mm -hmm. And as they get older, they're like, you know, I want to figure this out on my own. And it kind of seems like they veer away from that. And that's really scary for Mm -hmm. a parent, Mm -hmm. but it's just having faith and saying, you know what, God, they're yours. And I'm going to trust that what I have done, you're going to honor and you're going to bring them back to that. Wow. That's beautiful. And it goes back to the seeds, like you planted seeds and some of them did scatter because as you said, and I think this is a parent's prayer and understanding that, um, you know, we do our work imperfectly, but we still do it. And we are faithful to continue to do it. When we fall down, we get back up. And so some of those seeds really did plant. And so you're just in the season of watering, but uh, maybe watering with tears a little bit right now where you're like, (laughs) I can't water directly, but my tears are here. And I, I know God sees that, receives that. And I also hear you saying, 
you're allowing that wheel to turn a little bit, just a slight shift where your, your eyes are still on the road of legacy, but you're also realizing this new chapter invites you into new spaces that you're not familiar with. So there you are in prayer receiving that. So I hear that as a thread of what you're saying is don't do a spiritual bypass because this is your everything. Correct. Yes, correct. I like the way that you word that, the spiritual bypass. It is our everything. And, you know, there's this, this woman told me one time, and I love sharing this story with young parents because I think it is so touching. And I, and it's something that she had no idea when she said it to me that it would last me this long or, or that I would share that with so many people. But Evan was six, Ella was three, Easton was a newborn. I was absolutely exhausted. I was walking into the grocery store. I was in the parking lot. I had a, you know, the, the infant thing on my arm holding Ella's hand and Evan walking in front. And she stopped me and she said, can I stop you for a second? And I said, sure. She was, she was an older little woman, just so sweet and gentle. Mm -hmm. And she said, you're going to miss these days. And I looked at her and she said, you're exhausted. And I said, I'm so tired. I literally was on the verge of tears that day. Yeah. I was so tired and just overwhelmed and exhausted. And she said, you're going to miss these days. You're going to miss the Legos on the floor, the race cars, coloring on the coffee table, the spilled drinks, the crumbs, things left out, the clothes on the floor. She said, you're going to miss their little voices needing you. You're going to miss those little arms wrapped around your neck. She said, you are going to, I get emotional every time I tell this story. She said, you are going to ache for those moments. And I looked at her and I was like, that seems so far away. And I just told her, I said, thank you for sharing that with me. Mm -hmm. And I went and I did my errands and I got back in the car and I just sat there and I cried. Mm. And over the years in some of my moments where I just was like, God, I can't take this anymore. I'm exhausted. I'm frustrated. This isn't going right. This isn't going right. Mm. I would remember her saying that to me and Mm. I would, I would, I would bring myself back. And now that I have two older kids, 125, 118 off of college, she's right. I miss those moments. Mm. And so I tell parents that story to say, embrace where you are when they're young and you're exhausted and you're frustrated and you feel like you're alone and you don't have any help and your children need you constantly and they won't stop crying or the mess is on the floor and you feel like all you're doing is cleaning up after them. Mm. You will miss those moments. You will miss and long and ache for those moments. Mm. Oh, that was just oh so beautifully shared. And I know that every single person who's been there is like, yes, like turning it up, <laughs> crying with us. And then the other ones are like, I'm exhausted. I'm mad that you said this, but I know you're right. <laughs> and so I think that it's so important that we just take it in as best as we can. And um, yeah, I think it's really, really good. And I'm so glad you're just open about this and letting people know now I can be that woman. Like that takes grace to pass on the wisdom that you've gotten versus like, I'm not going to say anything because I don't want anyone to admit to know that I'm hurting and my pride is not going to allow for me to share with others because I want them to think my life is perfect. And instead you're like, no, it's going to be hard and it's a humbling position, but it's worthy and it's been a worthy journey and I'm figuring now out the next steps. And that's what I love. I also love that you're saying how I bring my kids into this is their legacy is already happening. They're already trying Mm -hmm. things out for themselves. 
Um, and then they're also, some of them are taking up some of the steps you give, right. And we know with multiple kids, some of them don't do it. And some of them do yep. it at different stages, right. They're all so different. They are all so different. And, you know, I'm like, God, why can't they just be similar? Cause it would make it so much easier. <laughs> I could deal with them all with, with the same equation, but it doesn't work that way. <laughs> Enneagram says no. <laughs> Right. Your grandma says, no, we're going to give you all of the types and you're going to have to deal with them all and figure it out. (laughs) Exactly. But you're doing it by God's grace. And that's literally guys, why I asked Melissa on is she is doing it so well. And because we interact, we're individuals in our career, even though we work together, it's like, I, I am chatting with her a few times a week and she does set good boundaries when she needs to. And she will tell me, yes, I can take on a new client. No, I can't. Or, you know, I'm actually right now with my child. We're at an event having one-to-one time. Let's talk later. And it's so refreshing because I do the same thing. And I don't think a lot of people feel like if they're a working parent that they have permission. So I want people leaning in for that too. Like know that your kids are deserving of your full presence and attention and God will work it out. And it will sometimes come through the cracks and crevices and miracles, but Mm -hmm. it comes and then they don't get hurt too much. And then you don't. But as you said, Melissa, there are also moments when it's okay for our kids to see, you know what? I do this and it's okay for you to watch me setting a boundary even with you. Absolutely. And there are times when I tell my kids I'm going to do something with them and then something pops up work-wise or whatever it may be. And I have to change that schedule and that rhythm on them. Mm -hmm. and. I have my youngest, he doesn't handle that well. He just takes it very personally and he's just devastated and he's hurt. And I have to say to him, listen, this is not a rejection of you. I'm not abandoning you. What you need and what you want is not any less important to me. I want this time with you and we're going to have it. We just have to change the structure of it or the timing of it a little bit. Can you please be patient with me while we do this? You know, and he's, he's usually, it's hard for him to kind of let go of that frustration, but he does. And Mm -hmm. I think it's important for him to see that. And I think it's important that if we do make a promise to our children that we keep it, and if we can't explain to them why, be patient with them when they get upset, not be frustrated that they're upset because it's an inconvenience, but rather say, you know what, I'm going to sit with you in that. I get that you're frustrated. I would be too, but we are going to come back to this. I promise. Oh, that's a great tip for people. And just lovely that you do that. I'm just wanting to affirm you first because you're doing such a beautiful job when you tell him that and you're co-regulating for him, as you know, to be able to say that, like, this is going to happen in life where your plans are not, this is going to happen a lot. So, (laughs) but, but people still love you and I love that song. I was listening on my quiet time this morning to the song Pieces by Bethel Music, and I adore that song. But it's like we can't, even though we try and want to, we can't even love our kids fully because we have, like you said, many different things we have to tend to, even though they have our whole heart. But God loves them in fullness, not in pieces. And I think that that's an invitation when we miss them, even how bad it hurts us as these self aware moms who can even watch ourselves missing them. It's like, Oh my gosh. And dads, you know, God held you right here where I had to let go. And that is an act of faith, like you said earlier. So I love that you reminded us that that's an act of faith, Melissa. That is a very holy moment when we have to let go, whether it be to bring the child to daycare or with another parent or 
to college, like these are all moments of faith, right? Absolutely. And it's just constantly being reminded that we are in control of everything. Um, yeah. We can we can feel like we are and we can try to be, but the but the fruit of that is going to be unproductive. It's, it's not going to work in our favor. Usually it's just going to cause us a lot of strife and stress Mm -hmm. and frustration and hurt, maybe even resentment. And so we do have to be really careful with, with that. And yes, just walking in faith. And I'm, I'm not, I'm not perfect at walking in faith. I have my moments where, where Melissa's pride and ego kicks in and Mm -hmm. I want to, I want to take over, but Mm-hmm. I'm so glad that I have the Holy Spirit constantly tapping me on the shoulder going, um, Melissa, uh, let's reel it in a little bit. Okay. <laughs> so I'm thankful that I have that. Mm-hmm. And you remind me of a friend who is in a different season of life, even where she's in, you know, her kids are grown. It's a rehab season of life. She's really, really elderly now. And she's like falling all the time. And like, I have to go <laughs> get rehab. And it's like, she said the same thing, like, okay, it's time for me to let go. You know, and it's just, <laughs> you know, some these moments we can do them gracefully where we like give ourselves to God, or we can do them and sometimes we do with our egos and we're falling all over and like not doing it well. So I love that you're honest and raw. And I think that's going to keep hitting us in every season. So the better we are about inviting God in, sharing that journey with the people we're nurturing, like this is the the full picture. And also loving them the ways we can. I mean, that is just it. Thank you for modeling that for us, for your yeah, kids, you. for your clients so beautifully. Thank you very much for that. And thank you. It's just, you got to have fun with it too. You got to be, mm-hmm. you have to have humor. You have to be able to make fun of yourself. I make fun of myself in front of my kids all the time. My kids make fun of me all the time, you know, and you just, you have to have fun with it and realize when there is a failure, be mm-hmm. humble mm-hmm. and be humorous. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I used to think that that was so mean when my younger cousins would make fun of their mom when they were teens. And I was like, you guys are being so mean to my cousin. And now <laughs> I'm like, my kids are mean to me. And it's hilarious. Like, but it's in jest. It's not in the way, like sure. you said, of cruelty. It's being funny together. I mean, Melody has a list of things that I say that they add to every crazy thing I say oh, is I- recorded in her note section of her phone. And sometimes we just crack up together <laughs> because there's crazy I love things. That. Said the isms. She has Krista isms. Yeah, <laughs> or mom like. Yeah, she's like, oh, I'm, that's going in, and I'm like, no, not that one. And here's why that one's not going in. She's like, it went in. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. But I, I love that you reminded me of that. You're the one that said too, like me and my kids have fun and they make fun of me, and it's like you need to be able to laugh at yourself on this journey. And then when it's time to you know scale back and say like, okay, it's time for us to be thoughtful together, to be emotional together, to be having grit together. Like there's all kinds of seasons. So you're doing that so well. And also thank you for reminding us today. You're like, I'm not doing it perfectly, but you are doing it so well, Melissa. And yeah, thank you. We, I'm definitely not doing it perfectly. Just the other day, a couple of weeks ago, right before my son went to college, we were all sitting down having dinner. And my youngest was like, I don't know what he was talking about, but he said, who is the, he said, I wonder who the stupidest person in the world is, or the person that I don't remember how he worded it. And and I said to him, don't talk about yourself like that. (laughs) (laughs) My my other son was like, nice roast mom. And my daughter was like, whoa, mom, whoa. (laughs) 
<laughs> then I realized, oh, because he puts himself down a lot. So my, yeah. I wasn't fully listening and that's yeah. what I heard. <laughs> so it's just now it's an ongoing joke. He, he even said to me yesterday, he was homesick and we were cuddled up on the couch and he was like, mom, he said, don't talk about yourself like that. <laughs> so it's just having those, it's having those little moments. It really is. And so whether you guys listening have, um, you know, like just don't judge if you see moms and teens with their banter, but um, under some of you are like, yeah, my three-year-old does that, which is so cute. <laughs> um, but like, also just remember, like whether your kid is the one who's like, I am not okay with you setting boundaries with me. I want all your time. Uh, or the, maybe your kid is the one or your family member or your spouse is the one who's like, I need, I'm fine to give up the time. Just, I don't matter. You know, like, Mm -hmm. you know, with the Enneagram, there's all kinds of that. And I've got both in my family. So I have to literally tell my nine, you matter. We're having time. And then I also have to tell my four, I'm doing a lot for you. And this week, instead of our three to four hour mom and daughter date, it's going to be one to two. And, you know, she's got to sit with that. And it's it's important to be able to have the full picture, as you said, and even for ourselves to be like, I did well, but how could I do better? I like how you're always doing that as a life coach. So tell us where your clients can find you, because there's probably people listening who are like, I love this balance. I love hearing this. I know you do, obviously, not just local, but virtual services. So how can people catch up with you to really work on this with you? Well, um, I just created a website for myself and you can find me on there. It is melissaslifecoaching.com and I'm on Instagram, TikTok and Facebook under Melissa's Life Coaching. I'm adding everything into the show notes. Absolutely. And I love that you got, I was telling her the other day, like, how did you just get Melissa's Life Coaching? Like, that's such a good website. I, I, that was all God. It's such a general Melissa's life coaching.com was available. And I looked at it in kind of awe for a second. I'm like, this is a mistake. It's going to be like $5,000. It wasn't. We just got one of those bills the other day for all of our websites. And my my husband was laughing like, what is this? It's like, you have a lot of websites. Um, (laughs) Why do we have 30 websites? (laughs) Right. But like, I literally love that it was available. Guys, she has been on my team, but she is now her own website is amazing. Like I almost got lost in it before our call and she had to bring me back. Um, So, (laughs) so because, you know, I love research and she has all these amazing freebies. So get over there. I'm getting over there. Melissa'slifecoaching.com. And she is just such a gift to us. So thank you so much, Melissa, for your time today. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And this was, I, I could talk about my children and family and balance forever and ever and ever. And, you know, if I can leave parents with one Mm -hmm. final thought is that, um, expectation Parents have really high expectations on their children, especially when they're school aged and they're in the academia phases of their life. Mm -hmm. And I remember, you know, when my kids were younger and they didn't get assignments done or they failed a test or a quiz and, you know, having those talks with them or getting upset with them or being frustrated or stressed. And I think we parent a lot of times out of fear and our fear is that they're going to either 
be like us and be less than us. We want so much more for them. So we parent out of fear that we don't want failure, right? We don't want them to be a failure. So we're worried that when they don't pass that test or they miss assignments or the teacher calls because something happened, oh my gosh, what's happening to my child? They're going to be a bum on the street and (laughs) they're never going to make anything of their life. And we have to fix this right right now. And we're going to have this talk and we're going to fix this, right? We just become so stressed and consumed in that moment and we become fearful. And that fearful, that fear controls us in our parenting. And, you know, if I could say anything to parents is that take a breath in those moments, your children are going to be fine. They're going to be okay. They're going to become something that God wants them to become. If you're praying over them, God is directing and guiding their steps and they will, they will be very productive out in that world and missing that test at homework or failing that test. Those moments are okay. It's not the end of the world. Mm. They are not failures. You are not a failure as a parent Mm. and your children will become successful. I've got, you know, two of them that one of them that's already graduated college, one that's just gone into college and he's working on his aerospace engineer degree. And I had those moments with him when he was younger. And I've, I don't really have to have those moments with my 15 year old. She's extremely hardworking and hard on herself. And, and my 12 year old, he's not is you know, he's not as driven about folk. I'll do it when I get to it, kind of an attitude. And mm-hmm. I just keep reminding him, you got to do it, but they're going to be okay. So those moments when you're parenting out of fear because of failure and you have these really high expectations on them, just breathe and enjoy Mm. the moment, embrace the moment, walk with them through that. And it's going to be okay. Mm. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. I'm near tears just in the sense that I am in that space right now with school-age children. And it's (laughs) just a gift to hear that, to hear that it's going to be okay. And, um, you know, the little things don't matter when we do get caught up in them. And so, Mm it's beautiful to hear that, like you said, you've already had, you have kids at all stages of the journey and it is, it's working and grace is there for it all. So thank you. You have such wisdom. I want to speak that into you as a two grateful for the work you've done on you. Thank you, Christy. Yes. Being you, Melissa, we will check you out at melissaslifecoaching.com. You know, I will be. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for letting me be on here and just talk and talk and talk and share my heart. And thank you for what you're doing, Krista, and just Mm -hmm. doing this and just reaching people. And the seeds that you're planting Mm -hmm. for other people are going to be absolutely beautiful harvests for sure. Thank you so much. I hope so. And I'm, I'm believing that with you guys out there. Okay. Thanks, Melissa. Thanks, Krista. Okay, guys, we heard the woman. We have to be ready to pivot. We have to be ready to be present. And we also have to be ready to shift with grace. So I think we can do this. I have some very heartfelt twos and other types coming on this month to really help us to round out the work we're doing. I'm so proud of you for doing such a hard work thing, this whole thing of intentional living with me here. I'm so grateful for not being alone on the journey, knowing you're doing it too, just makes it all better and makes it doable, right? To know that we have a collective around us trying to live really well and really healthy lives that are purposed and 
hopefully lives that we can say have a lot of integrity, but that we get grace when we do mess up. So let's try not to. Let's try to do a really good job and let's try to spur one another on toward love and good deeds. So have a great day. I will hopefully see you if you're local or want to come join for a vacay glow gala. Check out our e merch. Do not forget to check out Melissa's lifecoaching.com and her awesome freebies. I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you again for listening with us. It was so wonderful to have you. I love knowing we're doing this journey together, not perfectly, but with love, grace, and hopefully some fun too. If you love today's episode, make sure you leave us a five-star review at Apple Podcast or Spotify so others can find it too. Visit our show notes so you can get all the links from today's show, as well as enneagramandmarriage.com, the Instagram, the Facebook, and all over the place. Make sure you spread the word. Love living intentionally with you. Bye-bye.